0: Hello, and welcome back to Big Head on Goswick Lane. I'm Shane Goswick. This is Genty Patel. Good morning. And our, and our guest today, we'll let him introduce himself. Cameron, tell us uh, your, your name <laughs> and your company and what you do. Uh, my name is
1: Cameron Norris. I own Texas Best Appraisal. Uh, we are based out of Longview, and um, we are residential appraisers. I've got um, a staff appraiser and a trainee and an office manager, and um, I've, those three have been on board with me for about three years now. Awesome. Um, And we do just residential appraisal, no commercial, but just residential land. You said
0: Um, 10 years? You've been in about 10 years?
1: I've been licensed, certified is a difference, um, since December 2014, so about Almost 10.
0: Okay. Yeah. But awesome. I, I
1: trained for three years before. I mean, I was writing reports in the second year of
0: training. Oh, wow. So, okay.
1: You know, um, and I trained for three, so that's what?
0: 11, 12, 20, 12 years. I
1: mean, yes, about 12. So I've been, you know, fully writing reports for about 11
0: years. So, okay. Yeah. Cameron, I'll ask the audience here first. Have you ever, <coughs> if you're an investor and you, uh, you're, you're doing a new build or you're doing a rehab and you're looking for a certain uh, final value – Final appraisal, uh, ARV, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. and you get it back, and you're like, "Holy moly, this is not enough. This is not enough." It the never, bank never happens. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> never. So, Cameron is our antagonist <laughs> today. Um, we're gonna try to turn him from an enemy into a friend because we're gonna pull out information that you guys, as real estate agents and investors, need to know so that you can have a possibility. Of getting the appraisals that you need. Does that make sense, Gentie?
2: Makes sense to me.
0: All right. Can you explain your process of an appraisal? We want a better understanding of what you do, so that we can on the on the front side of this. Let's let's have um let's have a little empathy because I want to understand the man sitting in that seat right there. I want to understand Cameron and what he does a, as an appraiser, so that I can work with him any appraiser, instead of feeling like I'm working against him, which a lot of times is how it feels. Tell me about what you do, your process, how you do it from the time that the bank sends out the quote request on a property. Walk me through that process.
1: Yeah, I get what you mean about working against me. Um, I know it can feel like that uh, a lot of the time. You know, I've had agents tell me, you know, oh, we're nervous about the appraisal, or nervous about the appraisal. Um, which is understandable. Like I told you earlier, I'm going through it. You know, we're about to build a house. Mm -hmm. Um, it's going to cost X amount to build, but me doing what I do, I know what it's most likely going to appraise for. Um, so I get it. I'm nervous about my appraisal that's coming up. Um, but so how it works is, um, you know, over the past, uh, nine years, I've, I guess, you know, have a list of clients. You know, I started out with a couple, now I've got 120 plus. Yeah, those are appraisal management companies, local banks. You know, Austin Bank, TBT, ECU. Um, a lot of them are appraisal management companies, which a lot of appraisers don't work for. But I mean, that's 75% of my business. Okay, and I don't wow. mind that type of stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, they have more stipulations. But anyways, they'll either send out an appraisal directly to us, or they will. Send out what we call call a bid. Um, pretty self explanatory. Hey, uh, Cameron, what does your office need? What is your quote in fee in your turn time? Right now, um, base fees four hundred and fifty down a little bit from when COVID was. You know, simple supply and demand. Supply and demand. Log, yeah. Log what demand. what
2: what was it during COVID? Just 5, a five five
1: five fifty five fifty. You guys, you okay. we were getting. You guys are we were, so
0: busy. You had yeah. to raise your rates.
1: Yeah, we didn't have to. But right. when you should, we see. Yeah, when we start seeing, we started seeing. Um, you know. Lenders sending stuff for 550 600 Well, I'm not going to be like, oh, no, I only do it for $450.
0: Know? Yeah, guys, well, you know. save $100. Yeah,
1: y'all save y'all some money. No, yeah. that's not how we work. Uh, yeah. This is America. we trying to make all the money we can. <laughs> We're capitalists, um, right? So Yeah, so then we'll <clears throat> also, you know, 450 and we can get it back. Uh, if it's Monday, usually we can get it back by Friday. Now, that's, you know, four days versus four weeks during the boom. Um, I mean, what, un- unprecedented
2: what, times. What is a typical turnaround on an appraisal? Like, what? Uh, about
1: a about Two weeks is, like, I think the national average last okay. I looked. Okay. Um, and that was standard. When it picks back up, when, you know, the market starts picking back up, and, uh, I mean, right now it's not it's not dead, but it's definitely not during the boom, as we know. Um, but two weeks is pretty typical. We get it on a Monday. We'll have it back to you in two Thursdays or two Fridays or, you know, two weeks, somewhere in there. Um, but right now, you know, we're doing about – Twelve a week. I do about seven. My staff pressure does about five. If they're a little simpler, I'll throw him six. Whatever he can handle, he can handle eight. Um, but I've got to, you know, do a little bit more work than him because I've got the overhead. Yeah, to pay for the business. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll send that back and then they will say, you know, hey, you got the bid, or you know, some of these we just accept right away. And um, what I do there is I start prepping the order. Um, Maybe not, like, right then, but I'll prep the order. I'll make the work file, you know, the CAD, in MLS if there is one, zoning, all the stuff that – all the factually-based info. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, my office manager, you know, I taught her how to do I say I do it. I mean, we do it.
0: Um, I'm going to pause you right there. The CAD, does the, Does the CAD <clears throat> value come into play at any point? I don't
1: even look at that. Okay. Much, no. That's good, good they information. Do, they do mass appraisal, which is a whole – I mean, I'm not even versed in mass appraisal. Um They do, however, which I didn't know. A guy called me the other day from the CAD was asking some questions. They actually take what they deem comparable from the CAD, and that's how they derive, you know, if they have their square footage adjustment, stuff like that. But they're doing that type of stuff, but it's on a mass scale, so they can't, um, you know, if there's no MLS, they don't know if that uh, property's got granite or laminate tops or if it's got... Um, high-end vinyl plank versus laminate, mm-hmm. you know, the cheap laminate that comes in sheets that you see in a lot of uh, distressed homes, just lower lower income homes.
0: If you're not familiar with CAD, the acronym <laughs> CAD, that is County Appraisal <laughs> District, and that is what your real estate taxes are based on every year.
1: Yeah, so, you know, make the work file, prep the um, software for the report, and then uh, call uh, or text the agent or the owner, hey, we've got this appraisal, This is what we're going to be doing. Um, Takes about, I mean, that home I did the other day took 25 minutes. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, If they're vacant and there's nobody there, 10 minutes. (laughs) That woman,
1: uh, she kind of talked my ear off, but that's fine. You know, we were talking Mm -hmm. about something we both had interest in. And anyways, um, you can, I mean, not more than an hour usually, and that's for a 5,000, 6,000 square foot house. I mean, I've been doing this a decade. I can measure with my eyes closed. You know, do the inspection, pictures, notes, sketch, um, go back, upload it to the file we've already created, and then just start our research. Um, that begins with macro research. So, <clears throat> let's say I've got a home in Wildwood in Pine Tree. Y'all are familiar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that is a defined market to me. The that's na- a, the that's a macro, right? You're looking at a big yeah. picture. It's in a nice that's, neighborhood. So, if someone says neighborhood i think longview like you know or pine tree or longview isd i mean it could be you could say it either way but that would be uh, that's like i don't really know what's bigger than macro i don't know a word for it but the the macro market of wildwood would be wildwood gotcha and so that's every single home that we researched in the last year for our report that we have to display certain information however you know if i think i need to Find out trends that go back two years or even three years. You know, if I can't find a, a three comparables and I have to go back, um, we can do that. There's no, you know, everyone always asks, "What is your? What are your constraints? Like, you can only go back a year." I'm like, no. I mean, there's nothing in USPAP, the Uniform Standards, that say you have to stay within a year. You don't. You don't even have to take photos of the house. Okay. You know, um, it's pretty much just along the lines of how to comp- competently create a, or, you know, complete an appraisal. So, so if you
0: have to go back a couple <laughs> years, say three years, is there multipliers or formulas? Because obviously uh, values change in three years, it's, right?
1: Uh, it's, um yeah, values definitely change, um, as we've seen. But even without the boom, you know. You could expect anywhere from two to three percent appreciation. You know, okay. if if you keep up with your house, you can't just let it sit there for thirty years and it just keeps. You yeah. know, there's a point when it stops appreciating. Um, but we run price per square foot data. So let's say I used something three years ago in Wildwood, and I've got one this year, like today, yesterday. Um, I would run multiple CMAs, comparable market analysis okay. reports, um, and see you know what was the average. Price per square foot here in 2020. What's and that's based on sold prices. Is that correct? Yeah, we okay. take listings into account, but um, they don't get any weight whenever we go to weight our comparables. Okay. So, when we um, let me touch back on what I was saying. So, I'll do the macro research, and then what I'll do for the micro when I go to choose comparables is I'll let's say I've got a 2,000 square foot house. So the macro research could include, you know, those big homes over by the lake that are five, six thousand feet. That's the macro okay. market. The micro market, we just were um, condensing it down to, you know, I usually go twenty-five percent down on GLA and twenty-five percent up. in the year what does built, that mean?
0: Twenty five percent down on so GLA. So
1: if we have a two thousand square foot house, I'll go fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred. Gotcha. You know, that's comparable okay. sizes. Um it's pretty standard. Some appraisers go to like 40%. But this is good info, okay? So
0: yeah. if, I'm, if I'm looking at a 2,500-square-foot house, let's say I'm I'm looking at this from an investor standpoint because I'm an investor, right? I'm looking at a 2,500-square-foot house that I'm going to rehab in a neighborhood that has, you know, comps. Yeah, We can look and find comps. So I can look at 3,000 down to 2,000 and try to—
1: Yeah, I mean, that's pretty comfortable. I mean, okay. that's— You know, I, unless I absolutely have to on 2,500 square feet, don't really like going under 2,000 because it's a, it's a, it's a different type house, right? Yeah. And people also, um, it's a psychological thing. Like when they see 2,000 square feet versus like 1990, they're Mm -hmm. thinking that that 2,000 square foot house is like way bigger, way bigger than the one that's only 10. It's, it's a psychological thing. Um, and I read that somewhere way back. And well, I it's like the, it's like when
0: people set their price, and it's like it's nineteen ninety nine, right? You know, versus twenty dollars. Yeah.
1: And I have a question about why y'all do that too. If we want to touch on that later, but yeah, so macro research, micro research, we get the comparables, um, and uh, make our adjustments. You know, hopefully there's not a lot. The less adjustments, the better. The comparables, really. I mean, yeah. you can you can argue that. Um, the main adjustments are price per square foot or just square footage difference, Um, and usually amenities, you know, pool, shop. Um, We do not—
2: What about age?
1: Age, that's interesting. I get that. That's probably the most asked question or most asked about adjustment. So, the way—let's say you've got a 1970s home.
0: Mm Mm-hmm
1: was well taken care of, but it's obviously dated. You know, we've got, we're talking like pink and pink tile. Yeah, there's, bathroom, there's maybe still yellow four by four might paint. a little tiles. wallpaper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, just walking in you're like someone got groovy in here for 50 years ago. You yeah. Know? Um, so age, and let's say that 1970s house had been totally updated. Well, in my eyes, I wouldn't necessarily say a brand new home because, you know, unless you took out all the studs, um, let's say you just did everything but the concrete. I mean, then maybe a brand new house, but, um, I might go, you know, up to 2010 on that because, so the market, and I can vouch for this when I was looking for homes, I thought the same way. Um, a typical market participant is going to usually take condition, even if the age, if the, condition is good and the home's 50 years old, you know, foundation's been checked. I mean, top to bottom, everything's fine. You know, it's got all new, everything, Mm -hmm. um, age. Usually they can just put that in the back of their mind. Okay. Um, I've asked people that like when they're going to, when they're moving, like I'll just take random market surveys, you know, not of every single house. I'll just kind of gauge who wants to talk about stuff. Um, and a lot of people say, you know, if the house is totally updated and it's 50, 40, 50, 60 years old and you know, structurally fine like I don't care that it was built in the 80s versus you know 2010 so um, it's more of a condition um, item versus like a you don't really make like a thousand dollars a year you know Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes with new construction you can find an adjustment by you can extract a market adjustment by uh, doing a paired sales analysis and like we found before, like a quarter, like let's say you've got 2020 or 2023 versus 2020. Um, well, that's kind of a bad example
0: because there's a lot of the, changes yeah, there. Yeah, a lot
1: of changes. Let's say 2020 versus like
0: 2017.
1: Th- yeah, 2020 brand new home versus 2017. Well, if you do a paired sales analysis, sometimes you can find, um, you could find, we found like a quarter percent a year adjustment and, um, the most we found was like a half percent. So we just, let's say three, we throw in, you know, one and a half percent to that comp that's three years older. Okay. Um, that comparable comp. Uh, so that's how age goes. Um, and sometimes you can find, it's it's difficult around here, but sometimes you can find, you know, um, you know, let's say you have a 70s house versus 2000. Um, but it's it's so hard because the data is not just, it's not concrete across the board. you
2: know? Right, right. But you can take that into an account if you can't yes. find a comp. Mm-hmm. And then I guess my second question, and we'll probably cap it here pretty soon because we're getting close to that 20-minute timeline is, what do you do on, um, like, the older homes, 1920, 1925, if you can't find a comp, age-wise? Again, it would go. And let's say that it is bad. Like, it's.
0: Like, the condition?
2: Conditions, bad.
0: Livable, bad, or have to be remodeled? Bad? Has to
2: be remodeled,
0: bad. Like some structural repairs, so, walls need to be torn mm-hmm. down and redone. Kind Correct. Of. So, a lot of the times, that's
1: going to be an ARV and as repaired. Um, and, I mean, it depends on the... You didn't say torn down. You just said remodeled. Remodeled. correct. Um, Those are tricky, and I charge more for them because they're tricky. They take more. uh, They're not that bad in Marshall. A lot. I did one in eighteen seventy-five the other day. Holy moly! This house had the first indoor bathroom in Marshall.
0: Oh my gosh, that's pretty cool. Some
1: war general. (laughs) I don't know. It was. I I hadn't done one that old in a very long time, and I was like, I've got enough time. You know, I can breathe, and I'm not trying to get out three reports a day. Uh, So I did it. and it was nice. It had been very well kept. Um, but if you're walking upstairs, I mean, someone on the other end of the house downstairs is going to know it. You yeah. Know? It was one of those houses. Um, not my cup of tea. But um, try and find. You know, we if let's say you've got one in Marshall and you can't find one. Well, I'm going to go over to Longview. I'm going to probably just draw all of these Texas and try and find older homes.
2: Okay, so you if I can't find anything, then you just keep going until you can find.
1: And yeah, and then you know you would have to do location adjustments. I mean, obviously, price per square foot in Longview, depending on where you're at, is going to be different than Marshall. than Marshall, right? Um, just almost across the board. Uh, so that's what we call location adjustment. Um, you could do it by school district. You could do it by specific areas in Longview. You know, are you in um, Southern Longview? Are you in Central Longview? North Longview? It all just, I mean, there's different. Areas you can you can run for that, um, but if not, uh, try and find you know as close to that age as you can or as close to condition. You know those are investor driven homes. as You know mm-hmm. um, when I get a house that is foreclosed on or being foreclosed on, it's most likely always in just horrible condition. So age right there isn't the biggest thing because I know that you or one of your guys or friends are going to come in and you're going to just gut the heck out of that place yeah. and you're going to replace. Everything you're going to get an inspection probably foundation you know the roof um, so
0: electrical is probably going to have to be redone. electrical right. I mean, A lot I of mean, plumbing
1: usually when I see those ARVs it's the whole house I mean it's it's everything mm-hmm. down you know top to bottom um, other than the concrete foundation if there is one in crawl space it usually you'll say on there you know they'll have an allowance most of the time if they haven't gotten it checked you know um, so
0: all right so. That's going to be the end of this one, but stay tuned because in the next episode, we're going to we're gonna hit Cameron with some tough questions. Oh, boy. Um, we're also going to dive into, are there any hacks to increase my value? And what I mean by hack, we're not talking about anything illegal. We're talking about, are there things that I can add or things that I can do to a renovated property or a new build that increases the value based on what it costs? Nuggets, right. We're looking for nuggets. Nuggets. That's it. So if you want some nuggets... You gotta you gotta jump back in with us next Friday, and we're gonna we're gonna be giving some big nuggets. There's also something that I would love to do with you in the future is to sit down and show you a property, or maybe walk through a property with you. One of our properties that we're looking at rehabbing, and get your opinion on what you think the appraisal is going to be, the ARV, why, you know, and, and go through that actual process of what you do. Okay being outside of you actually giving us an appraisal just kind of walking us through and and visually seeing it visually seeing and and getting some information there jump back in with us next friday we've got a lot of good stuff coming up we appreciate y'all joining us today on the the big head on goswick lane remember love god love others and let your work reflect that we'll catch you on the next one